Other podcasts sound like nails on a chalkboard. Oh, God, it's scraping my mind. Where's sweet music to your ears? Oh, it's, it's wonderful. TMA Studios, it's what you want. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Power Rangers Go podcast. I am your host, Caleb Stovall. Thank you so much for joining us here on yet another edition of this awesome podcast. Talking about all things Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And I cannot do this without my co-host, the ace of the morphing grid, Mr. Quentin Ficklin. Ace, what's going on, my man? What is going on, Caleb? How's everything been? It's been good, man. Just, you know, strolling down memory lane as usual. Yeah, y'all, I hear you. The correct answer, by the way, should have been everything's been more phenomenal, but I'll yeah. forgive you this time. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but you know, I should have said that. <laughs> and uh, we've got the next four episodes uh, here in the series to talk about of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But Ace, we've had about three episodes of this Power Rangers Go podcast. What's the response uh, for this that you have seen? Uh, I've seen uh, a lot of people come out of the woodworks uh, to, you know, check out the podcast and to support it. And, and that's been awesome, you know, to see uh, the, the response that we've gotten so far on social media. It's been great. And it just really goes to show that there's still a, a very powerful audience for this very nostalgic uh, TV show. Yes, yes. And, and I'll be curious to see how many people will follow us even, you know, as we go along, even past the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Because like I said, we're not just covering them. We're covering, you know, all the way up to Power Rangers RPM, Mystic Force, you know, Beast Morphers, right. the current one going on. Just so many. And yes, even SPD, although that one will be hard <laughs> to get through. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, you know, I think like the uh, the awesome thing about this platform is if uh, if we continue to, you know, to do our job here well, that a lot of people will come for Mighty Morphing and then stick around for the maybe the the less popular ones yeah and and that was kind of my thought process when when putting this all together and stuff like that uh, i looked at you know all of the ones that weren't as popular as mighty morphin but you know if you look at some of them some of them are really really good and deserve that spotlight mm -hmm. uh that the mighty morphin got but, you know, we'll cross that bridge uh, when it comes. But I hope that they'll still continue on listening. And I hope you will uh, continue listening with us today as we talk about the next four episodes in this series. And we're going to start it off with episode 13, Peace, Love, and Woe is the name of the title. And we start off this episode with uh, Bulk on a skateboard, which is something I never thought I would say in my life. But <laughs> here's a question, and I don't mean to make a fat joke here, but how does that skateboard hold his weight? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I, man, I, I don't have all the answers, Caleb, but I wish I did. You know, I, I, 
I had an answer for Zordon's, you know, magic space eggs, but <laughs> I, I don't have an answer for this one. Like, this is just a simple law of physics at this point. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I think we throw physics and logic out in this series, you know, way long ago. <laughs> well, Bulk enters uh, on a skateboard, and they're setting up for a big dance party at the juice bar, of course, because it doesn't take place in a high school or anything like that. It has to take place in the juice bar. <laughs> yeah, everything takes place in the juice bar. <laughs> I'm telling you, Angel Grove only has a school hallway, two classrooms, and a juice bar. That's all that's in Angel Grove. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's the, that's what it seems like. Well, Bulk is on a skateboard, and, you know, he's trying to cause, I guess, mischief or whatnot. And he runs into the little red, uh, uh, I guess, banner that they're, hold, that they're trying to bring in. And he runs into it, and he runs into Jason and Trini practicing martial arts, and Trini kicks him in the back, and she just goes, whoops, sorry, Bulk. <laughs> <laughs> And then he goes faster, and he almost hits Kimberly, and she just goes, watch where you're going. (laughs) She just seems like the person you don't want to mess up a bad hair day with, right? (laughs) Oh, no. No, no, no. She seems like she'd be all sweet and innocent up until you do something superficial like messing up her hair or or makeup or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But he... He keeps going on the skateboard, and then he runs right into Ernie, with the who has this big, huge cake, I guess, for the party, and he just trashes the cake. It goes all over him and stuff like that. <laughs> and that was just a funny way to start off the episode. I thought I was like, "All right, well, this is hilarious." <laughs> <laughs> You know, if if I were the actors that play Bulk and Skull, uh huh, I I would maybe they couldn't do it for season one, but for season two especially, if I were them, I would have said, okay, you know what, I'm fine with these physical prop comedy moments that you put us in, but for every time that I get cake put on me, I'm <laughs> asking for a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> And they're probably like, hey, man, we spent our money on the rap bug, all right? Yeah. We can't do it. <laughs> That's Uh-oh. where our money went, but it went to the propeller that we put on top of the yeah. car. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> this is top of the line stuff we're dealing with here, okay? It costs a lot of money. <laughs> right, right. Have you seen our budget? <laughs> oh, that's tremendous. But then we move along further in the episode and all of the guys, well, the guys and the girls even, apparently they have, you know, escorts to the dance or whatnot or the party, I should say. And of course, Billy does not. Mm -hmm. Shocking. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden, as fate would have, and actually while he's pondering about the party, you know, he doesn't know if, uh, if or, well, he's pretty much sure that he's not going to get asked to the dance or 
he's not going to go to the party because he's just shy and, you know, he thinks no one wants to go with him or there's nobody out there that wants to go with them. And then, wouldn't you know it, fate would have it, uh, a girl named Marge bumps into him and drops her necklace. And then, what do you know, Ace, love at first sight, right? Oh, man. Like, this was like Cupid was lurking in the, in the shadows on this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly right. Marge meets Billy and... As you can tell, these two are pretty much tailor-made for each other. They're talking like each other. They're smart like each other. So so basically, it's two nerds. (laughs) You know, man. It's a way to say it, right? Let me tell you, I forgot. Because, you know, we're in the year 2020 as of this recording. Right. And in this day and age, the I'm term... I'm sad to say that we are. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's a dark age right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but in this day and age, the term nerd is so encompassing to the point where, if you think about it now, to some degree, everybody is a nerd to some degree. Because, you know, for, for example, we're Power Rangers nerds or, you know, superhero nerds. You have... You know, yep. people like that that are sports nerds, you know, and like so that the term nerd now is just so all encompassing and all consuming. Right. But back in the 90s and 80s and so forth, it's like the term nerd was strictly for like the poindexters and the pocket protectors and yeah. just, you know, the, the, the science geeks and whatnot like that. That was strictly the nerds and like they they lean hard into that here <laughs> yeah i was actually I, I was gonna say it like this it, it it's like when my dad did trivia right my dad used to host trivia down at the king george here in augusta every wednesday night back in the day and anytime the category of science would come up the whole room for some reason would just yell science <laughs> so so I would say in this instance, the the term nerd would just mean science. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's basically what they're going for. And, you know, Marge is a scientist somewhat of herself as well. And Billy, is, you know, talks with her. They sit down with each other. And I love how the gang is sitting over there like like just innocent bystanders, right? They're just looking at this whole thing. <laughs> yes. Oh, and, and then, also just one more thing. Yes. Who is so it's so funny because it's like who talks like this? Who have you ever met that holds a conversation using that kind of vernacular? Like <laughs> I I I've listened to like Neil deGrasse Tyson and like other super intelligent people <laughs> hold conversations, and for the most part, eighty percent of their vernacular is like you and you and I. But man, these two here, Marge and Billy, they are just <laughs> in another world. <laughs> I know. I th- she's like she's like I I I gra- when I graduated from the Accelerated Baby Genius Program. I graduated from the accelerated baby genius program too. I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> and oh they're like, God. they're like, they're like, I, I, I would like to reach our partial destination. 
this evening while incorporating in conversation or something like that. I can't right. even talk like that. No one can talk like that. <laughs> Not even the people that know every single big word in the You're alphabet right. can talk like that. <laughs> but oh. that's the way they wanted to do it. So, hey, more power yeah. to them. Yep. So, so she's basically telling Billy that, like, I do not have a date, basically, for the party. And Billy is saying, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go. I'm probably going to focus more on my weather experiment, which, of course, is, I guess, a turn on for her. Is the correct Why? her? <laughs> and, the, and the gang just goes, Billy, come here. It's, and they were, he was just like, what? And they're just like, it's kind of an emergency pointing to their watches. And he's just like, oh, well, excuse me. And he walks up to them and they just go, so ask her out to the party. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? That's your big emergency? Right. And Zach goes, the biggest one of your life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and oh. they're just watching on. They're trying to give him hints and whatnot. And then she just stands up and she's like, I got to go. But Billy, would you like to accompany me to the party tonight? And he's just like, yes, I would love to in certain terms <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so he doesn't even ask her out. She's just no. like, fuck it. I'm just going to ask him out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Completely breaking tradition at this point, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> N nothing wrong with it no nothing wrong with it but she was just like fuck it I'm just gonna ask him out well, then I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ask him Yeah. so she adds him out and then he goes we should we should get to know each other better if you can if you can translate what he said basically <laughs> that's what he right. said and I cannot remember word for word what he said in that because again they're words I've never heard of <laughs> <laughs> so she's like so she's like yes and so they want to meet up at the park well little do we know rita has got something cooking up obviously she's got one of her plans going in her mind and she's going to elicit the services of madam woe good old madam woe yes and madam woe has the ability to transport uh, anyone to another dimension basically and I guess destroy them as well but he, she has the ability to trap them in a different dimension with the little crystal that's on top of her forehead mm -hmm. as we see and so you know Rita contacts her and she goes my evil powers are at your command Rita and so she goes and she mistakes Marge for a Power Ranger. How the hell did yeah. that happen? I, I wanted to talk about this. If I, <laughs> if I were Rita, I would have been extremely pissed at Madame Woe. Like, what the fuck? I, she was, too. <laughs> yeah. like, she I was like, you. I don't understand you, Madame Woe. <laughs> Madame Woe was like, is this a Power Ranger? It looks good to me. <laughs> Just fucking... And like, I, I think about it like this, because not to... Uh, not to jump too far ahead, but you know, right. 
when Billy shows up, then the, the putties show up. And I'm like, what if Rita sent the putties and they just beat the shit out of Marge? That <laughs> 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 would have been terrible. I know. I didn't even think about that, but that's a horrible thought, too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even doubt. We're, all right, folks. Thanks, thanks so much for joining us here on this episode of Power Rangers Go. There's no way we can beat that. <laughs> oh man! Oh lord, that was tremendous. But that is what happens: is Madam Woe mistakes her for a Power Ranger, and Rita does get pissed at her. She's like, I don't understand you, Madam Woe. I specifically told you to capture the Power Rangers, not the girl. <laughs> like, someone should have showed Madam Woe at least, at least a picture or something. Like, so these are the Power Rangers. This is what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, like, did she have morphin energy morphin from her? Like, <laughs> Oh, That's probably what she should have said to Rita. Well, you should have sent me a picture. Why? <laughs> How was I supposed to know? <laughs> Madam Woe just would have taken the first person. That's what she did. She took the first person she saw. Like, oh, must be a Power Ranger. <laughs> and remember, it, it was funny about this, all right? So this is the same location, right, where we saw Willie walk when he got, you know, <laughs> Uh, pissed off at the uh, at the science convention and stuff mm -hmm. like that. What if she had mistaken Willie for a Power Ranger? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh lord! It would just it would have been <laughs> it would have been so terrible. <laughs> so so we, so we're moving along, right? And Billy goes and sees that she's not there, but finds her necklace on the ground. This is the second time she's dropped that necklace. That right. necklace is not a good luck charm for her. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, like she, she needs to take that to a jeweler to get that clamp fixed or something. <laughs> I know. Like that's what I kept thinking. I'm like, this is the second time this thing fell off of her. But you know, it's a, it's a good thing that it did fall off. You yeah. Know, because and, and like because otherwise Billy would have just been like, man, I guess she stood me up. What a bitch. And that would have been the end of that. Yes. Yes. He'd have, been, he'd have seen her and been like, been like, you didn't reach the primary destination, or you didn't reach yeah. the primary target of our destination, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, so the necklace falls on the ground. He sees it. And then putties come and attack him. And he's trying to fight off the putties. And then he calls the others for help, and okay, they're just so, like, "Yeah." I don't want to. I don't want to cut you off, Kill. I'm sorry, oh, but no, go ahead. Another thing that I thought was almost equally hilarious is that are the putties getting dumber because the putties <laughs> show up, and then they proceed to surround him, and then they're just kind of like, "Hold on, guys, he's making a phone call. Let's wait till he's done." 
then we can attack him. Because all they do is they swarm him and just kind of look at him menacingly while he's like, hey, guys, I need backup over here. (laughs) Exactly. I was wondering that, too, now that you mention it, because we don't actually see him fighting when he's calling them. He He just is able to call them. And it's not like a real quick help putties in the park right now. And it was it was literally he was able to be like, hey, guys, I'm being attacked by the putties. They've captured Marge. Someone please help me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I've never been able to figure out the mindset of putties. I mean, obviously, they don't have much. But uh, <laughs> hey, it was the first. Remember the first time we saw them like really attack the Rangers in episode two, and they just swarm them. Oh, <laughs> like yeah, that. you're right. And, and then uh, Billy and Trini just came up from under them and just under, like, yeah, and just... <laughs> So apparently, uh, if they're not in a circle, they can't do much damage. <laughs> I, I, apparently, that that's the trick with the putties. <laughs> which actually, which actually, though, if you go and you look back at it, they're actually giving it to Billy pretty good, too. They're actually, like, kicking him around and stuff like that. So right. I'm just sitting there just like, finish him off! <laughs> <laughs> just oh. finish him off! You don't need the monster! Finish his ass! Right. <laughs> good so, grief. So they, so they, so they, he calls the gang over, and they come and they help him. And I love how... In one kick, it took Zach to kick one of the putties, and the putties was down, right? Yes. <laughs> like, like they just took it. care of the putties with no problems. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, he, he was just like, he was just like, this is Marge's necklace, and she never showed. And Jason was just like, I bet Rita's up to something here. And that's probably obvious at this point. Mm-hmm. So Zordon calls them to the command center and says, Jason, uh, you are right. Observe the viewing globe. And they see that Marge is trapped in another dimension. And he says, well, this is the only way that you can defeat Madam Woe is by combining all of your powers into one. Which Ace, when he said that, I still don't know what he meant by that. Yeah, he probably should use a different term because in my mind, like my mind went to amazing places. I was like, oh man, we're gonna get we're gonna get a super ranger, you know? Right. <laughs> but that's not what happens. No, not not whatsoever. Not whatsoever does that happen. But they go, but Billy, you know, obviously he's just like, Well, this is my girl, so I volunteer. Right. <laughs> Now, I think that somebody, like Jason or somebody, should have been like, now, wait a minute, Billy. Like, I understand you like this girl and all, but no disrespect. We should probably send someone more capable. <laughs> <laughs> like, may, maybe maybe Jason should go. <laughs> well, you know, he already had his shirt off, so he might as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> He should just be now, Billy. You see these arms right here? Yeah, right. I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. <laughs> but Billy, Billy, uh, you know, volunteers himself, so it's gonna be Billy. And so they morph and they go and they meet Madame Woe, and she just immediately, 
without any hesitation, without any struggle whatsoever, traps them in the dimension. Right. Just no, just no fight whatsoever. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean she. So listen, Madam Woe is is the worst at <laughs> at like capturing the right people and espionage. Like she she completely sucks at that. But the the one thing she is good at is putting people in other dimensions. Apparently, because again, she had no problem capturing the Rangers right off the bat. So. So she traps them in her dimension, which again is this little crystal on the top of her forehead, which if I, which is if I had a crystal like that, the first place I would put it, Ace, is on my forehead, right? <laughs> exactly, where everyone can see it. <laughs> yes. Here's the target right here. <laughs> like, right. Like, don't put it in your pocket or anything to hide it or anything. <laughs> Just right here on the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> And then, so they get sucked into the dimension, and Marge is in there, obviously. And I love how Billy looks at her and goes, huh, Marge? And he sees her. And here's my thing. When she heard her name, how did she not go, how do you know who I am? Right. <laughs> or, or or even better, she could have went, wait, Billy, is that you? you know? That's what I said. <laughs> I was like, how do you not recognize his voice? Right. <laughs> There's no... It's not like Batman who used exactly. the friggin' It's not it. like those who like used the friggin' voice, you yeah, know voice altering device. Yeah, exactly. no. Exactly. <laughs> they just they just march. <laughs> but uh, she's like, You guys are the Power Rangers. I'm like, good guess, Einstein. <laughs> right. What what gave what gave us away? <laughs> I don't know. Was it was it was it all the different colors? <laughs> <laughs> the, the superpowers, the yeah, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so they find her and they're like, like, don't worry, we're gonna get you out of here. And they're battling Madame Woe. And of course, at this point, all of this is Super Sentai footage. Yes, you can clearly tell that from from everything in it. It's clearly Super Sentai footage, uh, which is okay because it still works. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now they're battling uh, Madame Woe and they're getting their butts kicked because here's the thing. It's not because they're weak or anything, but it's because they're in her dimension and anything that they try in her dimension, she could just fight off. Right. You're right. Which is which is a good strategy for her, which is the first one that she's used this whole friggin episode. <laughs> <laughs> So, so she's battling the Rangers, and then they're like, "We got." Billy goes, "We got to get out of this dimension to fight her." And so they're like, "The only way to do that is to combine all of our powers." So they pull out their crystals and they combine them into one, and he's able to escape. Which again, I'm not really sure how he still did that. I'm still sitting there, just like, "Wait, how did that work?" Yeah, I mean, not only was Zordon just super vague about his description of them fusing their powers together, but also how they just got out. Just, I mean, you just got to roll with it. Really, it was it was a uh, was almost like he was that vague when it came to the power eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're never gonna live that down, are we? Oh no! Like the, the, 
there's a couple of really cool takeaways from from this podcast. The power eggs, the human chain, you know. <laughs> I I can't think of that too when we saw the putty swarming him. I was like I was like, "Come on, Billy, you need this is why you need the human chain right here." <laughs> if he had um, had the human chain, he'd have had no problem. No problems at all. <laughs> so so Billy escapes the dimension and fights Madame Woe and he's he's kind of getting kicked around too the whole yeah. time like like it she's really a formidable foe right now and he's he's fighting her and then just he manages to get behind her and grabs the crystal and just crushes it and when he crushes it ace you know, not to sound crude or anything, but it sounds like she's having an orgasm. Which she it did. <laughs> it really did. And I was like, I, you know, I, I was thinking, man, like, maybe I'm just a perv. But, man, this sounds like she's having a grand old time right now. But <laughs> it, make, it makes me feel better to know I'm not the only one who thought that. It did. It sounded like, like literally her, right. voice, her voice literally went like this. It was when he was crushing it. She was like. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> and like I, I can only imagine like as a child, like were my parents in the room when I watched this episode? Like what did I don't know. <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. Like if they like imagine, right? Like had you had the door closed as a child right. you're watching this <laughs> and all of a sudden they hear that, they're like, What are you doing, boy? What are you doing in here? <laughs> What's going on? We're not ready for that discussion yet, son. <laughs> did, did, did you find my stash? <laughs> We've lost complete control of this podcast, folks. It, it happens sometimes. It does, especially when you've stupid. got, especially when you've got shit like this popping up on this show. Yeah, when you have. We have orgasming uh, alien monsters on TV, <laughs> and, and, and it's not like hentai or something. It's like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> Although I'm sure there's some hentai out there that saw this and thought, hmm, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> oh, Lord, but he crushes the crystal, and the Power Rangers are released, and <laughs> I love that they're standing there with Marge and you hear them and you know they're doing the typical whoa right. and you hear her and hers is the worst one possible because <laughs> hers was just whoa whoa right. <laughs> oh man I, I, I still think that a lot of these uh, guest stars who are on for like one episode they gotta be just like fans or friend or, or friends or family of, of the crew and cast. Like, there's no way they went out and just found like a professionally trained actors for some of these roles. <laughs> I'm not sure, because, or maybe they thought, maybe they thought, hey, the five actors that we got to play the Power Rangers aren't that great right now, so let's get someone <laughs> that's worse to highlight them. Oh, yeah, that's gonna say like, cause the, the Rangers seem like they're you know. Daniel Day Lewis in comparison to some of these guys. <laughs> like Jason's Robert Downey Jr. at this right. point. 
foot. So, so they're released finally, and they're all together now. And now they're out in their dimension. So now, well, back to reality, I guess. Right, right. And so now Madam Woe's in trouble. And they call forth the uh, the power cannon, I guess is what we call it. Mm-hmm. What is that thing called again? I don't know. I, and I, I forgot to listen out for what it's actually called. Well, see, here's the thing. And I don't remember, like... I don't even think it had a name, to be quite honest, because all I can think of is just is just the name separately. I can't yeah. think of like like the thing as it's called when it comes together. So I guess we'll just we'll just go with Power Blaster or whatnot. Yeah, that, that sounds good. Yeah. So they they get the Power Rangers Power Blaster together, and they shoot it, and they beat her. And Rita's just like, you know what? You couldn't even get the right Power Rangers, so I'm not even going to bother to blow you, <laughs> turn you yeah, into right. a giant monster. Right, you're not worth it, really. <laughs> you you would mess around it and and end up killing some other people and thinking that the Power Rangers can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. That's that that's the only thing I could think of was when I saw that I was just like, wow, she that just she's just not even going to try at this point. She's like, no, it, we're done. We're done for now. Yep. <laughs> So they defeat her, and we go back to the party where Billy is talking with Marge at the table. And damn, dude, does Marge did Marge clean up good or what? Right. I, I like, mean, wow. she was gorgeous. Yeah. She um, was absolutely gorgeous when she went to that party. I was like, holy shit! Like. <laughs> <laughs> Like not that she wasn't pretty before, but it's just like, damn, like when she when she dressed up, she was just absolutely beautiful. So props to that. Yeah. And it props to Billy as well. Right. And uh and he and he's just like, I'm sorry that monster got you or whatnot. And he he's just like, Oh, by the way, uh, I found this and it was her necklace. And she's like, My necklace. And then she kisses him on the cheek. And he's just all ecstatic at this point. Yeah, because, he, he couldn't you know, stand up. Exactly. <laughs> he, was, he was weak in the knees, basically, yeah. as they say. And while we're at the party, we see Bulk and Skull there. And <laughs> they're in disguise. And, I'm, and mm-hmm. we're just kind of like, why are they in disguise? And it's because Ernie is absolutely still pissed at them for the cake. And he goes, goes, listen, you two, I told you you couldn't come back in here until you paid for that cake you destroyed. That cake cost me money. And so he's just like, all right, all right, I I think I've got it. Let me go to the bank. And he takes off his (laughs) sock. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. And it was, I mean... The foot looked absolutely disgusting, Ugh. so I can imagine how it actually smelled. His foot was like gray and black on the bottom. Yes, like, it good was. Good grief. I was like, do you shower, motherfucker? Like, <laughs> like... <laughs> oh. So he pulls off his thing and he goes, here, this should cover the cake. It was and in between his toes. Like, do what? The, the cash was in between his toes. Oh, I know. It was absolutely <laughs> dis- 
disgusting. I was like, oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> it's absolutely horrible. And so, and which I love when he tries to give him the money. He's like, he's like, you know, rolling it around in uh in Ernie's face. Like, here, sniff this. Right. <laughs> and Ernie, <laughs> Ernie falls into the cake that is. I guess he made again, or got again, I should say. So he falls, and it ruins that cake. And I love uh, Skull's reaction. He goes, yep, that took care of the cake, all right. right. <laughs> and so <laughs> the gang comes over, Ernie, are you all right? And he's just like, yeah, I will be. But you know what? Let's go dance. And so he's just dancing with all this cake shit all over it. Right. <laughs> At that point, I'd be uh, like, you know what, guys? Fuck you all. I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> right. So, uh, so uh, he he goes and he starts dancing. Then the gang follows him onto the dance floor. And it's a happy ending for this episode. They're all just partying and stuff like that. So that was basically peace, love, and woe for in a nutshell. Uh, Ace, what did you think of this episode, man? I thought this episode was was great, but probably for all the wrong reasons. Like yes. I just, <laughs> I, I had a blast just watching this, and then just once again laughing at all the things that I missed as a kid. You know, just the fact that Madame Woe kidnapped the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> And, and also, once again, just the thought of of March coming, you know, this close to being attacked by a group of putties and just getting pummeled by a group of putties. You know, I just, know. Just there's so much about this episode I thought was was so great. And once again, I, I love how they mention vague, almost one-off abilities that are never explained or we never see again, such as. Rangers, you can combine all your powers into one, and, and seeing how that really isn't the case, but it is. You right. Know, just this, so much about this episode, I thought was was really fun. Yeah, it was. It was a really fun episode. It's a fun episode uh, to dissect if you just want to laugh. But it it's more for filler. Let's be mm -hmm. quite honest. It didn't really further the story of the Power Rangers. It's just one of those filler episodes. But again, you know, we've got like 60 episodes in this season, so we had to just fill it with something, right? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so uh, As a matter yeah. of fact, uh, this is technically episode uh, 128, or it's just like, it's, it's, I guess technically is what they would call it, it's, uh, season one, episode 28. Uh but, you know, the, the episode prior to this, which was Power Rangers Punks, was episode 21. Uh, the episode after this, uh, the next episode we're going to talk about is episode 10. And so it just kind of goes to show that these were filmed, you know, concurrently, but the way that they were aired were all mixed around just because of either, you know, post-production or just because of the placement. But for a lot of these episodes, the placement really doesn't matter because right. you can just kind of fix and match them, and it, it won't change anything. Right, because because uh, you know it ends up like basically being episode thirteen when technically mm -hmm. it was episode twenty one and stuff. Like exactly. That, like yeah. Said. So yeah, it, it's it's just one of those episodes. But 
uh, it's still, it was a fun little episode. Uh, it was very action-packed, though. The, the fight scene between Billy and Madame Woe, I thought, was actually really good, which, of course, is all Super Sentai footage, so that's probably why it was so good. Why? <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh, let me ask you this, and then, and then we can move on. We have a lot yes. more to, to do here. Uh, so just, just amuse me, Caleb, in your own head, Canon. <laughs> In your own head, Cannon, what do you think happens with Marge and Billy? Well, that's a that's a good question because we never <laughs> see the two of them. Um, I don't know. Maybe the teenager in me would be like, "Hey, hey one night stand." Right, <laughs> I, yeah. don't, <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe she like left or something like that. I have no idea, but we like never see her. Maybe it's like his secret girlfriend on the side. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm not man. sure. But that's the only thing I could think of because I was wondering that too. I was like, how come we never see her again? Right. And, you know, in, in my own dark and twisted head canon, oh, what, what happens is that is that Billy's like, you know what? I'm gonna get laid tonight. That's my goal. <laughs> and and in his quest to do so, he remembers how fondly Marge thought of the Blue Ranger. And so he reveals to her his big secret that hey, I'm actually the Blue Ranger. He gets laid, but Zordon finds out and he sends Alpha to, to just go ahead and uh, eliminate the loose ends, if you know what I mean. Because oh, we, can't, we can't have anyone knowing that you're a Power Ranger. <laughs> so this is on <laughs> you, Billy. <laughs> and once again, this is why I can never create a children's TV show. <laughs> no, no, you cannot. If you... If you went up to Netflix, Netflix would just be like, all right, well, but we're not putting this under the kids section. We're putting this under. This is the motherfucking Power Rangers. Yes. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And if you would like to send your thoughts to uh, on what goes on in this episode, send them to Ace. He'll probably... <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll punch him up, and you know, I'll, I'll make it more, uh, more filling. You know. <laughs> oh Lord, we should probably we should put up a poll too on the Facebook site. We should just we should just. What do you think happened to Marge and Billy? Send us your thoughts. <laughs> yes. Oh. Who knows? Who knows what what we could come up with. <laughs> And to your point, let's just say, let's just say, you know, Zordon wanted to tie up loose ends like that. He just like Billy, remember what I did with them damn power eggs, son? <laughs> yeah. He's like, would you like to know what happened to the power eggs, Billy? The same thing has to happen to your girlfriend now. You have brought this on yourself, Billy. <laughs> I do not take pleasure in what I'm about to do. <laughs> We have to bury another body out back? <laughs> yes, Alpha. Yes, we do. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, you know what? Before this gets any darker, we might as well end this, yes. end this particular 
uh, episode. That was Peace, Love, and Woe. Check it out for yourself, though. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's a filler episode, but it's still a lot of fun. It's Power Rangers, of course. And we will be back here on the Power Rangers Go podcast, hopefully with a little less lighter thoughts now. <laughs> <laughs> or not depending on, on, on your take on this next episode. It's called Foul Play in the Sky. But first, it, it, we need to take a break and get a word from TMB Studios. It's the Power Rangers Go podcast. Come on back with us here on TMB Studios. Hello, Internet. It's Chris Dickens. And have you ever considered going to a restaurant but wasn't sure about their food quality, their atmosphere, and their ease of access? Well, let me take the stress out of that by offering you the chance to listen to the newest podcast on TMB Studios called The Bite. On The Bite, yours truly goes to these restaurants in and around the nation and lets you know from my own firsthand experience about their food quality, their atmosphere, and their location's ease of access. And then you, the consumer, can make the decision on your own account listening for this podcast if the place is worth your time and your money. All you have to do is just tune in for brand new episodes of The Bite. It's worth the time, worth the patience, and ultimately, worth your sanity. Check out The Bite on TMB Studios. Well, all right, we are back here on the Power Rangers Go podcast, still talking about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, of course. And it's time to move on to episode 14 in season one called Foul Play in the Sky. And Ace, you know, we talked about dark thoughts uh, before our last commercial break there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You want to talk about a dark theme to this episode. This one definitely had it. It did. Uh, Like This was one where, you know, I was really like, this may be one time where the Rangers are in the, or at least where one Ranger is in the most danger. Yes. Yes. That is exactly what I thought. And I didn't, I didn't even know that this episode actually existed as a kid or, and I might've seen it one time or so, but I didn't remember it. And then I saw this episode and I was like, holy shit, like, I, I just di- I just didn't realize, like, this is one of those episodes that, that again, kind of like no clowning around when we talked about that one, mm-hmm. really pushes the boundaries. Would you, yeah. would you agree? I would. And, and also, not to jump too far ahead again, but, man, is, is it me or uh, Uncle Steve seemed a little off? Like I wouldn't want to leave my children around Uncle Steve. He put <laughs> off a he put off a weird vibe to me, and like I, it's hard to put my finger on it. But man, something just wasn't right. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know. I never got. I, I, I guess I never got that. I don't know. I, or maybe I just didn't really pay that much attention to it. But I never really <laughs> got that for him. But I. I, I guess I could see that. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure how to <laughs> how to respond to that. So I'm just gonna go on mm-hmm. uh, in describing the episode. When uh, when we open up this episode, it starts off with the vision of an airplane field and stuff like that, or an airport, I should say. Good lord, an airport. 
And Kimberly is excited that she's going flying with her Uncle Steve, who is waiting there. And I couldn't tell if he was drinking soda or if he was drinking a beer. Right? <laughs> Did anyone realize that? Like, it looked... Yeah. It looked like a Bud Light can, all right? It absolutely did. And I was like, man, no wonder Uncle Steve fell asleep. Like, it was... <laughs> <laughs> I just kept thinking that the whole time. I was like, I was like, I was like that looks like beer. Like... <laughs> it, it did. It really did. Like, he's getting drunk before the plane. He's just... Like, that is but, not responsible, Uncle Steve. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, and actually, as as uh, as we get into it, you'll see that it is, like it says, cola on it. Mm-hmm. So, so, it is a cola drink, but it just, it looked from a from a distance where he was, it looked like it was a beer can. So. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, he goes up to Kimberly, he's like, yep, I'll just go get some maps and we'll be ready to go. And then, so they're getting ready for that. And then we see Jason and Zach kind of training and stuff like that. And Jason is is punching the shit out of that punching bag. I mean, yeah, here's is. my thing, right? When anyone tries to mess with him, like, say, Bulk and Skull, I'm just sitting there just like, do you not see what he's doing there? He could literally knock you out in one hit. Yeah, I don't think they really ca- I don't think they really know what Jason is capable of, or at least... They it, it never crossed their mind that Jason one day just might snap. They just might push him too far. <laughs> right. And I've I've always wondered. I'm just like, holy crap. Like, like, just imagine if they push him too hard and he just snaps on the motherfuckers like he just right. Jason, man. Jason, like I said, you know, he never wears sleeves in this damn show, but he doesn't no. need to. That's the thing. Like, if you've got arms like that, I would show them off, too. Why not? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, he, he was jacked. Like, yes. the duration of the show. And, like, they made sure to show it off. Yeah, like, like it's kind of like when the Marvel actors, right? Or, or mm-hmm. whenever you do a superhero role and they tell you, like, hey, man, you have to get in shape. Yeah, you got to get jacked, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure that, like, I'm sure that that the kids were not that jacked when they started this show, but man, they probably whipped their ass into shape, didn't they? Yeah, and, you know it was funny because uh, I was listening to an interview. Um, they were interviewing uh, Austin St. John, uh-huh. uh, the guy who plays Jason, and he was talking about how during the audition process they they auditioned about 500 people for each part. So 500 people for Jason, 500 for Kimberly, so forth and so on. Jesus. And yeah. And he said the thing that got him the role wasn't his acting because he had never done any acting prior <laughs> to this. He said they cast him solely off of his martial arts background and his ability to perform like martial arts stunts. He said right. they had to teach him everything as far as acting goes. So as far as don't look at the camera, you know, uh, how to speak with a certain cadence, how to do this, how to do that. Like, so he was cast solely off of the strength of, of his, his physique and his martial arts background. Yeah. And I always wondered that too, because here's the thing, Jason, I could tell above all of the others, he already had a martial arts background. You could tell that. Oh yeah. Because 
because he was just too good right off the bat. Right. So that so that makes a lot of sense. And I, and, you know, I don't think a lot of them had much acting experience. Well, actually, David Yost, who plays Billy, mm-hmm. was an actor, and so was Amy Jo Johnson. Was she not? I believe she was. Uh, yeah, she had done like a, a single episode of Saved by the Bell. I guess it depends on when that was filmed, but yeah, right. they've done some things. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean, I mean, you could tell though that Jason didn't have much acting experience, but but that's pretty much why he was the perfect choice for the Red Ranger. To be quite mm-hmm. honest, I don't think that you could have picked a better Ranger to start off with than the Red Ranger, uh, like he did, because if it had been anybody else, it would have fallen flat. I maintain that because he he just it wasn't just the fact of he had the look of him as well. It was he had that voice. That voice just matched so well, did it not? Oh, it did. I mean, like whenever people imitate like uh, like a Power Rangers catchphrase, they typically tend to subconsciously lean towards Jason's voice whenever they try to imitate a Power Ranger just because it was so commanding. Yes, absolutely. Like even in, and I know this is kind of jumping ahead, but in Super Mega Force or Mega Force rather, like the guy that plays um, Troy in it, like he kind of has that deep voice as well. Mm. And, and you know, so did like every other Red Ranger. It seemed like, like you know, each one would be different, obviously. But right. anytime you would hear Morphin Time you would always hear Jason's voice. It did not matter who it was. Anytime you thought of it's morphin' time, it was Jason because he just, he said it just the best. He and, did. And that's why, like, had they gone with anyone else, to me, it just wouldn't have been as successful. It just, it wouldn't. Right. And so we see that they're kind of training and stuff at the juice bar, of course, because they don't hang out anywhere else, as we said. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever get a T-shirt, I'm going to make it the juice bar. Nowhere else. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the juice bar. <laughs> so, and Zach is holding the thing, which, which, by the way, if I'm set to hold a bag for Jason, I'm just going to be like, nah, man, I ain't doing it. Right. Doing it. <laughs> like, man, especially since the, the man can do like a thousand eleven bench press reps as well, you know, like that's <laughs> <laughs> he's in the Guinness World Book of Records. We just don't know it. <laughs> right. By a long shot. <laughs> so they're at the juice bar and Zach sees the girl of his dreams, Angela. And I forgot about her. I forgot that he, like, tries to get her and stuff like that. And the whole time I kept thinking, I was like, why are you trying so hard with this girl? Because she has just been nothing but a bitch to him. Right. Like, she doesn't give a damn about him at all. And I'm just sitting there just like, hey, man, like, Zach's a cool guy. Like, where's your problem? (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, he tries to go up to her and talk to her, and she gives him the, like, dream on Zach or something like mm-hmm. that. I'm just going, man, what a bitch. Like even Jason was just like, Ooh, that was harsh. Like, right. like he couldn't even make fun of him for that. He was just like, that was harsh, man. Like, yeah. Angela didn't give Zach the time of day. 
No, uh-uh. She will eventually, but that'll come later on right. in the series and stuff like that. But, yeah, he tried to get her, but no, no dice. And then we go back to the airport where just Ace somehow... These two motherfuckers, Bulk and Skull, just somehow end up everywhere that the Rangers are. Will someone please explain that to me? You know, I, I think I do have the answer. We, we spoke about this not too long ago, but All right. I, I think the, the issue here is there is just only like four or five locations in Angel Grove. So <laughs> you are going to find somebody that you know and recognize wherever you go. Well, I get, yeah, I guess we could say that too. But I was just sitting there, just like, wait a minute, really? They just happen to be at the airport right here, like, right? Like, how boring must Angel Grove be that on your day off you just have to, you, you're just like, hey man, let's just go chill at the airport. Like, like what yeah. are they doing? Are they smoking weed back there or something like that? That would have made more sense, but right? no. <laughs> They're literally watching airplanes take off and land. Like, that's what they're doing. <laughs> if Wiz Khalifa had been, like, had been alive back then or had, had been around back then, they'd have been they'd have been smoking weed, watching the planes take off. Listen, they're going to miss this plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that's yes. exactly what it would have been. And, and <laughs> And actually, that sounds quite enjoyable. <clears throat> That's another story. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but no. So Bulk and Skull are just sitting there, and they're like, "I've always wanted to fly, right?" <laughs> and actually, Skull Skull says the best line. He goes, "He goes, you know, I've always I've always thought of myself, or people think of me as a pilot." And he goes, "Really? How so?" He goes. He goes, Mr. Kaplan always calls me an airhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was like, oh, my goodness. I uh, know. I love it. And then they see Kimberly and Uncle Steve. And so they're just like, oh, where is she going? And so they try to follow her and stuff like that. And they're like calling out to her. They're like, Kimberly, Kimberly. And she's like trying to, she's like trying to get Uncle Steve to get on the plane. She's like, go, go, All right. right now, right now. She's, <laughs> she's just ignoring them hard. She's trying to, but then she can't, obviously, because Uncle Steve mm -hmm. just goes, hey, someone's calling you. <laughs> <laughs> if that would have been like, say, say if that would have been me and my grandma, my grandmother would have been like, Caleb, someone's speaking to you. I'd have been like, it doesn't matter, Gami. It does not matter. <laughs> yeah. Like, here's the thing about Uncle Steve. He needs to learn how to read a room because it's, <laughs> it's clear that Kimberly wants nothing to do with Bulk and Skull. But he's like, no, come on. It'll be fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they even ask, the, 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 like, so what, what you doing? Where, where are you going? And they're, they're trying to convince him that, like, they're friends of her. And it takes him no time whatsoever. Like, like right. she even says, she's like, no, there's just, there's only room for two or something like that. He's like, no, no, there's plenty of room for you guys. I'm just yeah. like, oh my God, Steve, like just. <laughs> I'm like, if, if, if Bulk and Skull knew that, uh, that Uncle Steve was like a drunk pilot, then they'd probably be like, no, maybe we should. <laughs> Well, they had binoculars. They could have looked and saw, like, hey, wait a minute. Is that a beer can? <laughs> right. 
But they get they end up going on the plane with them and stuff like that. And the minute they take off, right? The minute they take off, they're immediately scared. They're like, wait a minute, we didn't think this through. Like, <laughs> like we did not think this through whatsoever. <laughs> yep. We may have made a grave mistake. Yes. And uh and by the way, we kind of forgot to mention this, but of course, Rita has a plan. Oh, and yes. she's going to isolate one of the rangers and then try to, you know, well, basically, this is going to be a distraction uh, kind of thing. She's going to take out one of the rangers and then provide a distraction of some sort. And one of the ways she's going to do that, which is the cola that uh, Uncle Steve is drinking, Squat comes down and puts a little something in his drink. And it's going to make him dizzy. It's going to make him pass out, basically. It's a roofie. They roofied Uncle Steve. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It, this is where the hangover got their idea. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, they're just, so they're about to take off and everything like that. And so they take off. And, of course, the formula is not going to work right off the bat. But so they're flying over the mountains and it's the mountain area where the command center is technically in the in that area or where like Mm -hmm. the Power Rangers first formed. And she's just like, wow, the mountains look so beautiful from up here. And and he just goes, is this the first time you've been over? You've flown over (laughs) these mountains? And she's like, she's like, well, not really. I've flown over them before. Right. (laughs) Something about that statement should have tipped him off. Like, mm-hmm. what do you, right, mean what do you, what do you mean? over here before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she's just like a lot of memories over these mountains, and we see the first time that they morphed and stuff like that. Why? So it's a little good, feel-good moment until the really dark and heavy stuff comes into play here. This is where the episode takes a turn, does it not? Oh yes, yes it does. As we see that the drink formula now is is working on Uncle Steve, and she even notices it that like he's just feeling dizzy, and then he passes out, just just passes out, and Bulk and Skull are in the back as well, and they're just like, oh, nothing. He just he just feel a little dizzy. Oh, that's okay. And then they yell and they're they're screaming for their lives and stuff like that. <laughs> Which is some of the funniest stuff. Yes. And which think which that must have been why they were put in the plane because they were like we've got to lighten this moment up somehow because this is just scary at this point. Yeah. Oh Especially yeah. Especially if you're a child and you're watching this, you're just kind of like, see, this is why I don't like to fly, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm an adult and I'm like, this is why I don't like to fly. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm like, good lord, I'm 31 and I don't like to fly. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly why. Because anything wrong can happen and you can't do shit about it. So, so he passes out, and um, and now she is in trouble and she's trying to think. And Bulk and Skull are losing their minds, so she's just like, "Would you guys be quiet? I'm trying to think." And so they're just like, oh, he just passed out. 
it's a good idea for us to pass out. Yeah, good idea. And they yeah. just fall asleep. Yeah. Like they, so, they, they scare themselves into unconsciousness. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> and, it, and that was really funny the way that they did it, too. I just thought right. that was great. And then, um, and then we see her, and she is now freaking out, and she asks Alpha, Alpha, anyone, can anyone hear me help? And Alpha hears her, and he's just like, Kimberly, where are you? And Zordon is just like, my readings show that she's at an altitude of 500 feet or something like that. Mm. And I was just like, what reading are you seeing, Zordon? <laughs> that, that's true. Because like his, he is very inconsistent with locating the threat. Sometimes he's like, the, the threat's right here, Rangers. And other times he's like, I don't know, it's somewhere in this area. Go look for it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, I was just like, I was like, what? <laughs> so she's up in the plane and... Alpha's trying to help her and whatnot, and then he calls the other rangers because Rita has launched a new monster, and Alpha is just like, oh, what bad timing and stuff like that. He just goes, it is no coincidence. This is her plan, obviously, to isolate one of the rangers and to distract the others in fighting a monster so that they can't help Kimberly and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And he even tells Kimberly... Kimberly, if your life is in danger, just morph out of there, which you kind of thought like, like, why did she do that? Well, the reason why is because there's three other passengers with her and she can't do that. Like, if she does that, then she leaves them in danger. So, you know, there's nothing she can do about that. And so he calls the Rangers to the command center and says that Rita has unleashed a new monster and it's called the Snizzard. That's and, what and, it was called. Yes, and, and and for those of you who maybe are confused as to the name, that's because it's half snake and half lizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever thought that combination up was on some serious drugs? Like right. I can see it now in like in like the boardroom meetings. Okay, so we need a name for this new creature from Super Sentai. What what should we call it? Oh, guys, I got it. It's it looks like a half snake and half lizard. Let's just call it a snizzard. <laughs> and they were just like, "That's a stupid idea. Put it in. Put it in. <laughs> Let's go with it. <laughs> Let's just go with it. We can't think of anything else." <laughs> Oh lord. So it's a snizzard is what or the snizzard is what it's called. And yeah, it goes after the Rangers and Kimberly is still up in the plane and Alpha says, Don't worry, Kimberly, I will help you land the plane. And I'm sitting there going, How does he know what controls to hit? Right. <laughs> like, do you know what kind of airplane this is? Do you know <laughs> this specific- yeah? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'm just like, Alpha, you don't even have the controls in front of you. Like, how the fuck do you know how to <laughs> land this plane? Oh, But man. apparently he does. And so he's helping her land the plane and stuff like that. And she's freaking out, obviously. And by the way, I would be shitting myself, too, at this point. Like, Oh, I'd absolutely. Just, I'd be like, Alpha, 
you know, I, I can't do this. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I got to be honest. In that situation, I'd be looking for the parachute and <laughs> and thinking about the best way to land. You know? Yes, exactly. Like, that's exactly what my thoughts would be. So I'd just be like, fuck this plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like we said, she has three other passengers, so she has no choice. And so she's trying to land the plane or trying to fly the plane at this point. And he's helping her. And the Rangers go and they fight the Snizzard. And the Snizzard releases his snakes from inside him on the Rangers. And these snakes are literally garden hoses on these motherfuckers. Those were straight up garden oh. hoses on them with a snake head on top of them. <laughs> and I they're trying it. to act like they're like they're struggling and shit. Like yes. I'm just like, oh my god, this is so corny. This it's... is the corniest fucking thing I have seen yet. <laughs> <laughs> so the the Power Rangers are having problems with that, so they're in trouble. And I'm sitting there going, good Lord, how long does it take these snakes to try to bite them? Like Exactly. And so, I'm also, I was also wondering, like, I mean, even if the snakes could bite them, would it make it through the suit? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Like, like, what was the actual point of this? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But they're having trouble with this snizzard guy. And so Kimberly is still trying to fly the plane. Bulk and Skull wake up for a little bit. And they're like, oh, look, Kimberly's flying the plane. Oh. And then they yell again. And then they faint back again. Right. Because, <laughs> so, of course, you know, during this whole time, they can't hear shit, apparently. They can't hear her clearly, you know, yelling out to Alpha and Zordon. Right. <laughs> Which, so, you know, it's, it's actually, it, thank goodness that they did pass out. Could you imagine if they didn't? Like, what would be the protocol then if they were still awake and alert? That's it. That's a, I was wondering that, too, myself. I was just like, good Lord, what if they had stayed awake? Like, how was she going to land the play? Was she just going to turn around and be like, so, guys, there's something you're about to find out. Yeah. Now, as soon as I tell you this, the good news is I'll be able to save you all. But the bad news is... Zordon's going to kill you because he can't have any more. <laughs> well, 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 why would he do that? Well, you see, there are these power eggs. <laughs> it all started with the power eggs, you see. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> well, that didn't happen. And so yeah, yeah. they're passed out. And it's funny because she's like, she's like, I see the airport and she's about to land the plane and whatnot. And she goes, what about my uncle Steve? And he goes, we've sent a message to uh, a medical facility. There'll be an ambulance waiting on the way. And I'm sitting there going, what did that message look like? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, but really like what? I, that is a good question because you can imagine them being like, "Okay, sir, calm down. What's what's your emergency?" Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a there's a plane. <laughs> and it's ma'am, like, ma'am, calm down. I'm a guy robot. Yeah. 
I'm not neutral specific. I'm not gender specific. I'm I'm gender neutral. <laughs> I just kept wondering that the whole time, like just like just like what the hell? What did that message look like or whatever? So so she lands the plane and then Uncle Steve finally wakes up and he's just like, I got it from here. And he lands the plane, and they're down safe and sound at this point. Mm-hmm. And so a medical truck and everything, or an uh, ambulance, is waiting for them. And she's just like, I'm sorry, but I got to go right now. And I'm, and again, I'm sitting there, I'm just like, see, that should be a tipping point that she's a Power mm-hmm. Ranger right there. Oh, yeah. And, and also, like, this is one of the episodes that shows his age because in this day and age – if you were to try to land at like uh, an unscheduled aircraft in any type of airfield, oh, they man, you down. absolutely. Especially if they're trying to radio you and you're not radioing back. Oh man. Like yeah. if, if, if there was a miracle and they didn't shoot you down, then as soon as you landed, there would be a team, just a swarm of, of agents and officers, guns ready on your ass. Yes. As soon as you landed. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Obviously, this was way before 9-11 yeah. and everything like that, where we had a little bit more relaxed mm-hmm. uh, airport security and whatnot. So, yeah, obviously, that would definitely be the case. But not in this instance. Uh, they land the plane. She goes off and she runs over to the bushes and she morphs. And then she goes and she basically, uh, you know, it's like it's basically they need the power bow to help defeat this monster and she goes and she joins up with them and she's like leave my friends alone you snake and so she fights off the putties and have you ever noticed too when they switch to the super sentai footage because obviously it's all all Mm -hmm. that kind of footage at this point but whenever they do the putties look completely different they do, but honestly, they look better. <laughs> yes, like one of like one of them looks like a complete rock at yes. one point. I've always noticed that. Well, I, I didn't notice it at first, and then like when, especially when I saw this episode, I was like, "Holy shit, they do look different in the Super Sentai footage." Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, because in in the American. Uh, putties like you can you can literally see like the face behind the mask you know yes. <laughs> but yes. like in, in the super sentai it's like the the suits look better the masks look better they just look better yeah yeah they really do just overall it's it's just better and that's probably why they use all of the super sentai footage They're like, yeah 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 we're just gonna use that <laughs> mm-hmm. so so she goes and she fights them off and she frees them from these garden hose I mean snakes on them <laughs> <laughs> and so and they basically are fighting him off and it takes one shot from her power bow to destroy this thing like they didn't even need to put the power blaster no. together they didn't need the megazord it just took the one shot from her arrow they hit on top of his head and he was done and Rita was just like yeah, I'm not even gonna try to, you know, blow him up as well. No. I'm just, fuck it. <laughs> and and also, wasn't the resolution like 
there was a literal apple on top of his head. Yes. <laughs> and she had to shoot the apple off the head. Yes. And I was like, I was like, wait a minute. We're not going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about there being an apple on top of this snizzard's head. Okay, we're no. just going to breeze over that. All right. <laughs> no, no. They were just like, no need to, no need to explain that. Just, yeah, he has an apple <laughs> on top of his head. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys have blasters. You guys have guns. Shoot the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, they could have thrown a dagger at him. Like, <laughs> But it took the power of bow. That was the only thing that could save him. You know what else is ironic? And, like, this is completely just, you know, uh, kind of off the wall here. But I just thought about it. Uh In this episode, we have snakes and we have a plane. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes. In this motherfucking Mighty Morphin motherfucking Power Rangers. Yes. <laughs> the sad part is, is the sad part is, is even with all of this shit going on in this episode, it was better than that movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I ha- I was forced to watch that when I worked at WFXG. It was on mm-hmm. Bounce. And I was just uh, like, oh, my God, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. I think I watched it because Samuel L. Jackson was in it. And I was like, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> well, that and here's here's the thing. I know we're talking about Power Rangers, but I'll go ahead and say this. Right. So that movie, when it was. Samuel Jackson apparently saw the script, right? And hmm. he said, this is the worst idea and the worst script I've ever seen. And he said it was so bad that that's why he had to do it. He was like, he was like, this is so terrible. I have to do it anyways. Almost like it was a challenge for him that, you know, he wanted to take on. Yeah. <laughs> He should not have accepted that challenge. Nope, nope. You do not have to rise to the occasion every time. <laughs> <laughs> this was just one where you just needed to leave it alone. Yep. So, yeah. but that, and so they finally defeat the monster and everything like that. And then we go back and Kimberly is talking with a guy. And Zach and Jason are sitting at the juice bar, and they're just like, and they're just like, yeah, (laughs) like they're just making fun of her. And Zach just goes, oh, oh, yeah, save me, you big hunk of man, you, or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) And he turns around and he knocks into Angela, who's carrying drinks. Which, by the way, was she was she a server there? I don't know, cause she had like a just a. A plate full of drinks and, and smoothies. Unless she was like just grabbing it for friends and stuff like that. I have no idea. But like he knocks into her and it goes, of course, all over bulk and skull. Everywhere. And, uh, and you know, that's how the episode ended and everything like that. But that was foul play in the sky. Ace. What are your final thoughts on this episode? 
my goodness, what to say about this episode? <laughs> I mean, that it's we hard. Have it already. Yes. <laughs> I think it, I think it's hard to top the snakes on the plane reference. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't no, know. Uh, I, I think the thing that I appreciate about this episode the most is out of the 14 episodes thus far, we've seen the Rangers take on different types of crazy, kooky space monsters. We've seen them take on giant forms of those same monsters, putty men, just all kinds of weird and catastrophic monsters and creatures. But somehow, the most dangerous situation we've seen them is having Kimberly stuck on the plane trying to figure out a way to land it. And it's something uh, uh, about that that's very visceral because I guess we can disassociate from all the other things because we know that even as children, okay, that's that's a fake monster. Like, they, they aren't real. The Power Rangers can beat them. But seeing a, a, a child, a teenager, attempt to land a plane, it's like, whoa, this just got very real all of a sudden. Yeah, I, I you know, I will say that that as much as we've had fun laughing at a lot of things that to me was the telltale of this episode where it was just like, wow, they got a little real with this one. Like, like obviously the snizzard and stuff like that, that was just ridiculously corny and stuff (laughs) like that. But with her in the plane there and, and, and if you really think about it, Rita almost had the perfect plan there. Like, it was just like, hey, I'm going to literally kill one of the Rangers today. Like, yeah. it was, it, it, it's one of those that really brought the fear of heights out in you, I, I would say. Right? Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it just kind of brought out, like, almost a worst case scenario, because in that situation, what do you do, you know? Exactly. Uh, which I'll admit, I thought a lot with the plane, I thought was really well done. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, it, it really did a good job of just like, oh, my God, like, like, I'm actually kind of on the edge of my seat right now. I have no idea what she's going to do at this point. So I thought that was really well done. A lot of the other stuff was just corny as fuck. But, yeah, I don't think we can beat the uh, Snakes on a Plane reference. (laughs) (laughs) So, but that was a foul play in the sky. Please check it out if you've never seen it. Go watch it for yourself and let us know what you think on the Facebook and whatnot. And we will be back to discuss more Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. We've got two more episodes to go. The next one is called dark warrior and we'll talk about it right when we come back here on the power rangers go podcast exclusively here on tmb studios i'm begging you don't pull that trigger don't ever tell the marines to pull that trigger hey i'm survivor paying bill blanchard and this united states marines we always love to shoot and we're going to do it right here on the wrestling shootout we are going to shoot on all things professional wrestling i will have every single guest to come to my show we're going to shoot now if it's wwe AEW, new japan pro wrestling i don't care if it's the iwe or power pro or even ucw is ucw still around well we're going to get into that too whether they come back or don't come back or even where the hell we're going to shoot about wbccw wait i know they're not 
But anyways, on the brand new season of the Wrestling Shootout, anytime it comes to my damn show, lock on to let's back up, let's get ready to shoot, baby. I ain't holding back, and you never told Marine. All right, we are back here on the Power Rangers Go podcast, and we're going to talk about episode 15. It's called The Dark Warrior, or just Dark Warrior, I should say. And this, uh, Ace, is a really interesting episode. Would you agree? Yes. Uh, this show has yet to disappoint me in terms of being interesting and creative. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Yes, this one this one's definitely though a little different um, because it opens up not with the Power Rangers but with an old scientist working mm-hmm. in his lab that weird looks almost like Billy's lab, right? Yes. <laughs> like they were yes, just like, does. hey man, hey man, we used too much money on the rab bug. I keep telling y'all that, so just here, put him in Billy's lab. We'll just dark right. it out. Exactly. No one, no one to know. No one will ever know the difference. No one will know. No one's going to question why all of these things are right here. Right. <laughs> Just don't think about it. All right. Right. And so it, it but it starts off with this old scientist just working in his lab. And I'm not trying to be incredulous saying that he's literally old and right. <laughs> and he's working on his invisibility formula and he kind of puts it on the cactus right and it disappears and it's kind of like his test thing i guess Mm -hmm. and so it disappears and he goes and he tries to touch it uh or where it is i should say and he feels it he's like okay it's working and stuff like that so that's so that's going to come into play obviously uh, throughout this episode, but then we go, of course, Ace, to where else? <laughs> the the famous juice bar. The famous juice bar. <laughs> where where else could we go? Well, of course, and apparently, apparently, there are no karate classes or anything uh, anywhere else here in Angel Grove. There's no dojos. There's no karate places like we have here in Evans and stuff like that, or even no. in Atlanta. There's no places like that whatsoever. It just all takes place in the juice bar. And it shows Jason, of course, leading a karate class. Again, how good is Jason <laughs> at martial arts? So, Jason, he's got to be the best person here. Like... There, there are no, you know, older, more experienced karate instructors. There's only Jason. There is only the juice bar. <laughs> that is Angel Grove. Apparently, it apparently in high school there are karate masters like that because I want to know where those karate masters were when I was in high school. I never saw anyone that good. Okay. <laughs> like, no, absolutely not. Like, it would take you years to earn your black belt and shit like that. But no, Jason, just right off the bat, he's a black belt. He's he's Chuck Norris, obviously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he is. Which they oh. probably were just like, hey, man, we can't get Chuck Norris because we spent all the money on the rab bug. So <laughs> here, let's, just have Jason. He's the leader of the Power Rangers. People will buy it. <laughs> He'd be perfect. 
And it shows oh. him, and he's teaching his karate class. And we see Trini kind of in the class, or she's in the background at least. Which at that point, I'm sitting there thinking, she don't need to learn no karate. She already knows it all herself. Like, yeah. I like, mean, she, uh, I can see like some of the other members, like especially Billy, you know, being there. But I'm like, Trini, like you're, you're probably the second best fighter. Yes. And of course, <laughs> and here's the thing, too. Like if anyone wonders, why isn't Zach or Kimberly involved in this? Well, Kimberly's more gymnastics, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Zach has his own style of karate, which he calls the hip hop keto. Yeah, hip hop keto. We'll later find out. So he has his own style and stuff like that. But Jason is teaching this karate class and whatnot. And then, of course, we see, you know, Billy, he's just like, man, you know, I'll never be as I wish I had Jason's skills and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I just want to yell at him going, you're the freaking Blue Ranger. What Who do you mean you? you don't have skills? Yeah. <laughs> Where do and those skills go when you take off the morpher? <laughs> and see, like, I, I think I think I asked this question on our first episode, and, and that is. We know that the suit gives you amplified strength, speed, durability, the the whole gambit. But does it amplify your fighting skills? Because when he's morphed, his fighting ability goes through the roof. Right. When he's out of the suit, it's like he doesn't know like his his asthma hand grenade. So it's like <laughs> what what is happening? And so I, I've always wondered, like, does the suit amplify like your own personal abilities? I, I and 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 again, I think it does. I think like I think like that's just like a hidden thing in there that like mm-hmm. it's just kind of like yes, it does. It just it amplifies everything about you pretty much. So I get I guess so, and I'm just gonna have to uh, say that it does because it's the only way that I can make sense of any of this sometimes. So right, <laughs> but. Then we see Bulk and Skull playing a video game, and of course, they run out of quarters to play it. So then they go and they beat up. Like, this is the one time where I actually see them as straight bullies. Like, they do the typical bully thing. They're like, give me your lunch money, punk, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like, now I really want to kill them, kind of thing. Like, that's bullshit, you know? Yeah, yeah, they're being just straight up assholes here to poor Billy. Yeah, they really were. And they put him in the dumpster and everything like that. And I'm sitting there going, why the fuck didn't anyone help him? See, and that that's the good question too. It's like you guys had the opportunity to step in and help out poor Billy. And I, my my only thoughts was which of course Jason was all the way at the other end, so there's no mm-hmm. way he could have gotten there in time. Kimberly and Trini are sitting there in the back, but I don't think they really saw like what was going on or whatnot, or maybe they thought Billy could handle it himself or something like that. But Trini does come over and she gets kind of a one up on them because they bump heads with each other kind of thing, Mm -hmm. or she kind of makes them bump heads, right? Yes. So she kind of helps him in, in that form and everything like that. And so she helps him out of the dumpster after he's been shaken for the quarters. And again, 
again, they're just straight up assholes in this point. So I'm just like, man, I hope someone does beat them up at this point. Like, I'm kind of like, they need to be taught a lesson at this point, which they will get theirs at the end of this episode. Spoiler alert. But yes, we'll get to that. And so they're just and so they shake Billy down and whatnot. And then he just he goes, you know, I know what I need to do. I'm going to re-enroll in Jason's karate class, which I kind of wondered that at the beginning of this episode, because isn't that how the first episode started off in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was he was already in Jason's karate class. Right. It was like one of his first lessons, if not his first lesson. And yeah, he was taking classes there and that's kind of all we saw of it. So it is good that they did this kind of callback. Yeah. And I think it's just more of the fact of, he probably was just like, I'm just going to focus more on my experience and stuff like that. Cause I'm just not a karate master or whatnot. But mm-hmm. after being, you know, shook down and beaten down like that, he's just like, no, nah, you know what? I'm going to re-enroll into the class and whatnot. And then we see, and we go back to the old uh, scientists. And actually before that, um trini goes up to him and says well i've got some good news for you billy my my uncle howard is coming into town and he is a a very big scientist and stuff like that and he even says well not even science right now can cheer me up which is then how he gets the idea to go into jason's karate class again Mm -hmm. and we go and we see that uh her uncle Howard is still working on his formula and then he's ready to go and stuff like that. And then of course, Rita sees all of this and now she's going to hatch up another evil scheme. And this time it involves a monster named the dark warrior, which is what this episode is called. Yes. And the dark warrior ace, when I saw him, reminded me of like the nasty night because he did yeah he could actually move yes yeah he was actually agile you know he had yeah like i said uh he could move around some and i mean to me that that automatically kind of puts him closer to the top of the list as far as the villains go yeah i'm not sure how she picks out her monsters sometimes i'm just like how the like like again the one time i go back to which was I want a pudgy pig. It was like that was very specific. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that. Like, do you want that specifically, Rita? Like, oh, all right. <laughs> uh, apparently, apparently, it just goes with whatever. But we then go back to the juice bar, and Billy apparently has already enrolled in Jason's karate class or something like that. Which, by the mm-hmm. way. How does enrollment happen with Jason? Do you have to pay him money to do that? (laughs) That would be hilarious if, you know, Billy goes up to Jason. It's like, hey, so listen, I really want to learn how to defend myself. So can I come back in your class? And and Jason's like, yeah, sure. You know, so just sign. uh, It's it's a $60 enrollment fee. And then (laughs) it's just uh, $25 a a week after that. And then, yeah, we're we're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he just looks at him man like come on man we saved the world together bro <laughs> uh, saving the road ain't cheap billy yeah i gotta pay for you, you think these you think these muscles come cheap here right <laughs> <laughs> 
yes. So, so we Uncle Howard finally makes his way to the juice bar, and Billy is taking the class, and it looks like he's getting some pointers and stuff like that. And then Uncle Howard puts his invility potion, which is in his jacket, right? Like he's trying mm-hmm. to be secretive with it. And then he just puts it on the juice bar, which is the worst place to put it. <laughs> because right. Ernie just sees it and is just like, what's this? <laughs> yeah, just kind of takes it and walks away with it. Like, oh, I'll take it. <laughs> and I'm sitting there just like, what did he do with it? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we we don't know. That'd have been so funny had he put it in one of his recipes or something like that. <laughs> that would have been. I, I can see Ernie now being like, "What what happened to my yeah? <laughs> what happened to all my customers? Right. What is going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> and then Uncle Howard sees Trini and sees the gang, and she introduces him. And she's like, these are all of my friends. And Jason actually knows Uncle Howard, apparently. She's like, she's like, how'd you know my uh, Uncle Howard was big in karate? He's just like, he's a legend. I'm like, how much of a legend is he? Is right. he bigger than Chuck Norris? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to also talk about, like, all right, just th- the fact that in this show, this, like, the people in this show are incredibly understated. I mean, we've seen... Look at the inventions we've seen, not just from Billy, but from just ordinary students. Like we've seen someone come up with a, a device that you step in and changes your clothes. We've seen <laughs> like, what was it, like a frost ray? And like we, we've yeah. seen just some amazing experiments. And I'm like, this guy came up with an invisibility potion. OK, yeah. that's that's only in the video games and in D&D. And like, <laughs> this guy creates an invisibility potion. And on top of that, he's a master martial artist too. I'm like, good grief! I <laughs> uh, know, like they just they're just like, eh, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, like, like this will work. This is good. <laughs> so, so, and then she makes it a point too to point out Billy. She's like, she's like, he's not only a scientist, but he also wants to learn some martial arts. And he's like, ah, very good. So, <laughs> right, and he. So, he, he no questions asked. She's like, all right, yeah, sure. I can teach you. I can teach you some other things, too. This would be fun. <laughs> exactly. Like, he wasted no time. Like, he's just like, I can not only teach you martial arts. I can, I can elevate your spirit and your mind or whatnot, you know? <laughs> like, right. And which I would be like, the fuck does that mean? Like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, And it, she, he wasted no time. Like, like, just right off the bat, just took Billy under his wing. And you could tell that he he was very fond of Billy, obviously, because it reminded him of him. He's a scientist, and he wants to learn martial arts and stuff like that. So it's a match made in heaven, basically. It is. Kind of like Marge was. Kind of like Marge, (laughs) yeah. But but Billy better not tell this old man who he really is, or Zordon's going to have to off him. Oh, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) But anyways, so... While he's gone, or he's at the juice bar or whatnot, then uh, Uncle Howard, well, actually, Rita's goons, Goldar, Fabu, and Squat, it takes all three of them, to go to his lab and try to steal the invisibility potion. And Goldar says, check check all, everything. And so Fabu and Squat 
drink some potions. And they're like, ooh, I don't feel so good, Goldar. <laughs> I, I, I don't feel so good either. <laughs> He's like, I didn't tell you to drink them, you dummies. Uh, again, Caleb, I gotta compliment your uh, your impersonation game. <laughs> your, your, babo- your baboon squad are pretty good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I try. I stood up. I stayed up all night working on. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, like uh, uh, they're almost as good as your tickle sneezer. <laughs> Ooh, well, I didn't feel so good. That's not something I want to collect. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so they so they drink it. They don't feel good, but nothing ends up happening to them or anything like that. But they go back up to Rita's palace, and she is pissed. She's like, how many times have I told you never to drink anything without labels on them? I'm like, how many times do you have to right. say that? <laughs> like, are, what are drinks these- have you come across? <laughs> Yeah, like, are are they children? Like, what? In the it world? almost makes you wonder that, like, it, that, like, had there been alcohol and they tried to drink it, they they would have been like, "Whoa, Rita, Ooh. why do I feel this way? <laughs> why are there three of you, Rita?" <laughs> <laughs> like they see, like they see a Jaeger bomb or something like that. Like they just see Jaegermeister there. They're like, "Whoa, what's this do?" <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that would be great. Oh, man. it would be. But they go back up and she literally ace. She beats the shit out of them with her staff. Yes, <laughs> she was knocking the shit out of them. Just just dummies. Bow, bow. Just knocking them. <laughs> Good the, like don't don't ever let them find like you know the the stuff you keep under the sink like oh what's Lysol I wonder what that tastes like <laughs> <laughs> oh bleach that sounds yummy <laughs> I know oh lord oh my god anyways <laughs> and then so and then so the dark warrior suggests we'll just we'll send down the putties to capture uncle howard and make him tell us where the formula is and she's like yes (laughs) (laughs) i was like yes rita light bulb went off in your head right there (laughs) Mm -hmm. so (laughs) so anyways they uh so now we go along and we see uncle howard is teaching billy all that stuff and he just by the way he just does one move and uncle howard just goes Yes, very good, Billy. Like, all right. like you just did one motion. What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> That's all it takes to impress him, apparently. Okay. <laughs> apparently. I have no idea. But then, and here's what, here's what happens, right? So the putties, they go and they try to attack them. And Billy just goes, putties. Now, here's my thing. If I'm a normal human being, I don't know what these things are. Right. And Billy just goes putties. That should have been another tip. That like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, like, how what, do you know what they are? How do you know what they are? And like, how many times have you seen these things? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the putties attack them. And what's funny is here's how here's how you know how we talk about the putties being almost worthless. 
they mm-hmm. almost get beat up by this old man. Exactly. By by this old man who, with all due respect, is not in good shape. Like no. he just he he's can just, barely walk. Right. And he's just having his way with these putties. He's jumping over them and everything. Like I'm just right. like, what in the hell? It's it's almost like Yoda. Like <laughs> Yes. Yes, it is. Like it's almost like Yoda. Like like Yoda, you think, oh well, he can barely move. He's got a cane and everything, and then just all of a sudden he can flip around like no problem. Right. <laughs> but they end up capturing him, and they take him to a secret cave or whatnot, and they tie him up where there's a bunch of TNT. And again, good lord, this was like a cartoon scene. I've seen yes. I've seen this in like Looney Tunes. There was so much. TNT. I'm like, all this for one man? Uh, no, it's like, it's like Roadrunner. <laughs> <laughs> like Roadrunner and Coyote. Like, it's just... <laughs> that's, like, that's literally Lord. what the TNT looked like. And it, I just loved how we had to make it known that it was TNT, so they just had TNT written all over it. <laughs> right. <laughs> And they're like, give us our invisible formula or basically you're going to blow up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so Billy runs back to the gang. He's like, he's like, they've taken, they've taken Uncle Howard and whatnot. And someone comes up to, I want to say Kimberly was what it was. And they handed her a bunch of black balloons, right? It was just yeah. a bunch of dark black balloons. And those balloons popped. And inside of them, there was a note that said, that said, bring your uncle's secret formula or, or your invisibility formula, or you'll never see your uncle again kind of thing. Right. And so they're just like, Zordon, what's going on? You know, they, they, they go to the command center and he's just like, he's just like, yes, look at what Uncle Howard is looking at, which by the way. How did they get footage of him <laughs> making this formula? Uh, oh. Now, what would have been funny is like if, if Zordon was like, here, take a look at this Rangers. And then he like, accidentally pulls up like him spying on other people like in the shower or something. Like, <laughs> oh, like, oh, oh I, I, Alpha, change the channel. That's just not the right one. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> if that had happened this episode would have ended up on mtv or some shit yeah, like that <laughs> back in the uh, day excuse me rangers i don't know where that came from that transmission <laughs> came from somewhere else uh. <laughs> zordon was that me no it wasn't no no of, cor- of course not don't be don't be ridiculous uh, <clears throat> uh, anyways your uncle howard <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> now I won't be able to get that out of my head right. whatsoever. And, and by, by, the, by the time we get through Muddy Morphin, I'm going to convince you that Zordon is, is just the worst person possible. <laughs> Never. <laughs> you did not ruin my childhood. <laughs> oh. Oh my lord. Anyways, so he's so they're like, uh, Rita's got your uncle captured by the dark warrior or whatnot. 
And so they get transported to the cave without morphing or anything like that. And they take care of the putties, which, by the way, they took care of those putties way too quickly (laughs) for the guards. I think they're getting worse. Yes, I really do. I think that the putties are getting worse at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So they find Uncle Howard tied up. And they're like, Billy, can you disarm the bomb and everything like that? And he's like, Billy, use your karate training to focus your mind and everything. And I love how his focus just all it took was unplug a cord. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what it was. Just, oh, yeah, oh here we go. This is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, there's all that TNT around. And... Like the, your, the way that you responded was like, oh yeah, this is the one I got it, guys. I'm like, agree. Like all of you <laughs> almost died in the most cartoonish manner possible, and that's your response. Right. <laughs> it just was so ridiculous. Yes. And and then and here's my thing, right? All of them go to save him, and I and I'm just sitting there, just going. Like, Uncle Howard should have been like, wait a minute, there's five of you. There are five Power Rangers. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait a minute. Something like, doesn't add up here. <laughs> for some reason, that blue one sounds a lot like Billy, and that yellow one sounds a lot like my niece. Hmm. <laughs> but they're not morphed yet or anything like that. But then they're like, Uncle Howard, get to safety and everything. And by the way, if you're an uncle and your niece might be a, or might be headed for danger or something like that, why wouldn't you try to stop her? <laughs> right. He just yeah, it, walked off. He just walked off. Now, where did I put that invisibility? For? Yes. <laughs> and, and you're right. Like, at, at this point, they haven't morphed yet. But it's like, there should still be a few signs you're in your direction, Uncle Howard. Like, yeah, you, you really should. should. Yeah. They really should at this point. But, hey. There's not, so <laughs> so then they morph into battle, and then they go to fight the Dark Warrior. And here's finally, Ace, I think it's been about three episodes now where we finally see the fucking Megazord again. Yeah, you're right. But we haven't I, seen it in a minute. Yeah, but, you know, I think that the Megazord needed that kind of break, or at least for the audience, you can imagine how as a child, if you see like the same end result every episode, how it wouldn't feel special anymore. So right. I think to give the Megazord that kind of two to three episode break and then bring him back, like it makes the Megazord feel unique and special again. Yeah, that and uh, the Super Sentai footage probably didn't have it <laughs> as well. Yes, <laughs> that that too. So... But finally, we do see the Megazord again. And uh, here's again where I said the Dark Warrior resembles a lot of the Nasty Knight. Like, he's actually fighting them. Like, like he can actually move. He can jump around on them. He's very agile and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Whereas a lot of the times we see these monsters and they can barely walk right. at times. And so they're fighting him. And he kind of gives them a little bit of run for their money, but then they call forth the power sword, and 
they uh, or or the Mega Sword, I think is what it's called. It's either the Power Sword or the Mega Sword. I think it's the Mega Sword, I which is so. which is almost confusing because there's the Mega Sword, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like that was because I almost said Mega Sword as well. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, but then they see, or or we see, I should say. The Power Rangers defeat the Dark Warrior with really not much problems. Like, it really didn't, like, it they really wasn't that much of a challenge for them. So, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, and so uh, we go back to the juice bar, of course, where Jason is teaching his karate class again. And Billy is actually, you know, keeping up with him and stuff like that. And it's from the training that he's received from uh, Uncle Howard. And before we do that, we go back and we see Rita again just beating the shit out of her goons with her staff. (laughs) Like, like she just was beating the crap out of him. I was like, holy crap. Right. Like, uh, like, I understand you. You're frustrated, Rita, but good grief. Like, they're, they're, they're doing their best. I know. Like, like you're going to give them a concussion. Like, Yeah. <laughs> that's like beating your kids. Like, that's not okay. And then so we go back, and, of course, Billy uh, passes Jason's class. And he is promoted to the prestigious yellow belt. And trust me, if you've ever been in karate class, folks, and you get that yellow belt, you feel like you accomplished something. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine so. But I'm also like, how long has this been? How long did it take him to get his yellow belt? That's a good question. (laughs) I, I was wondering, like, actually what I was wondering the whole time was just like, wait a minute. Did he just restart his class again? <laughs> like, <laughs> is this the same day? Yes. Oh, uh, and, and also, I don't know if you saw this or not, and I'm sure it was nothing, but once again, my head cannon just started to run wild. It's uh-huh. around it's around this scene, I believe. I don't know if you have it pulled up, but somewhere in the background, it's like a guy who looks like he has a black belt, and he's just kind of standing there, almost menacingly, and I'm like, that motherfucker there looks like he's ready to fuck somebody up. He's like, yes, yes, I just saw him. I just saw yeah. it right there. Yes, I, I was, I was looking for it right here. I was like, I was like, I'm like, let me see this. And then I was like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, that is. That's I'm like, I, I want to see that guy in action because you know that guy. <laughs> he looks like he's ready to go. I don't know. Maybe they just thought, eh, just put him in the background. Just so yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I can't answer that one, but I did just see him right there. So uh, <laughs> I guess I guess he's what well, I guess he's the assistant to Jason or something. Uh, like yeah. that. I have no idea. I that that's an interesting point, but. Billy passes and he gets his yellow belt and the gang salutes him and stuff like that. And then, of course, Bulk and Skull are standing right there. And again, I'm seeing the guy looking at him and I'm sitting there just like, why did this guy just fuck Bulk and Skull up right here? Like, on the spot. Yeah. (laughs) And actually, it's not just one guy. There's two of them. 
There's two guys right there with black belts. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There was two. <laughs> so I, I, I have no idea. But anyways, so they go back up to Billy, who's carrying a yellow belt at this point. I'm sitting there like, Billy, just fuck the two of them up right here. Just right yeah. now. <laughs> like, right. But he can't. So Uncle Howard sees that uh, he got his formula again. And Zach actually was ready to jump in and help Billy. But Jason was like, no, no, he's got this. Trust me, he's got this. And so he still is struggling a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And then Uncle Howard sees this and says, those two need to be taught a lesson. So he drinks the invisibility formula and he goes behind them and, and he's basically, you know, beating them up. And then like, uh, they kind of knock into each other. And then Billy just looks like, remember guys, focus your mind and your body or something like that. And they're scared of him at this point. They're just like, Oh, oh how'd you do that? Oh, we're out of here. You know, kind of thing. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, as far as they know, they were just attacked by a poltergeist. So, right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's a ghost somewhere here in the juice bar. I knew this place was haunted. I knew this place was haunted. It had to be. <laughs> <laughs> but then, anyways, and then Uncle, which, by the way, I love how Uncle Howard just appears right afterwards. He's just like, 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 just, ah, that worked. Like, like right. how did you know that was going to work? Yeah, like, do you time it? Like, do, if you drink two ounces, do you disappear for two minutes? Like, what's the protocol here? I have no <laughs> idea. Because originally, the reason why Rita wanted to steal it was because she wanted to make the Power Rangers disappear forever. So yeah. I'm not sure if that would have worked. <laughs> well, and also, I'm like, Rita, like, I don't think that you thought your plan through all the way either. Like, that... <laughs> like. I mean, if, if they were to drink it, like, sure, they'd visibly disappear, but they still physically be here. Like, then they just kick your ass and be invisible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, there were a lot of things about this episode, but it comes to a close finally. And so that was the Dark Warrior. Ace, your final thoughts on this episode. This was uh this was a good one. Um I don't think I, I liked it quite as much as the previous two. Uh <laughs> but I will say this, I, I, I like um I like the Dark Warrior a lot, a lot more than the Snizzard. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it looked like he was very ineffective, like they took care the, yeah. of him with no problem. They they did, they did. Like his his resolution was very uh quickly dealt with. Uh but no, there were still a lot of things about this episode that I thought were overall really enjoyable. Um, you know, seeing Billy kind of progress. And th this episode was part filler, but it was also part character development for Billy. So we can kind of see him grow and emerge from his shell a little bit more and, you know, just kind of step things up. Yeah, I think in as we see uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers go along here, I think as we see as the series goes along of how much Billy is progressing all throughout the show, because eventually <laughs> Billy becomes a straight badass. He does. And uh, I was listening to a, a different interview with David Yost, the actor that plays Billy. 
mm-hmm. and he was talking about how uh, one day on the set, um, Saban yelled at him. Like Saban came up to him and like just <laughs> actually started yelling at him uh, because Billy was showing too much prominence. He was showing too much fighting prowess. Like he's like Billy was beginning to show that he knew how to fight too well. And uh, Hayam Saban was basically telling him, no, no, listen, this has to be a very slow burn. You can't just exhibit these abilities now. You have to continue to show that you don't know how to fight, that you that you're not good. And then over time, we'll have you get there and it'll mean that much more. And I think he was right. Yeah, yeah, and and I can't blame him for that because that's obviously the way he wanted the character to go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't really blame him for that. But, you know, I don't know if he necessarily needed to yell at him, but maybe he, yeah. maybe David Yost at the time wasn't getting it. So maybe that was the only way that he could get it or something like that. I'm not sure, but uh, that's very interesting. I'd like to see that interview, too. Yeah, that'd be a really good interview to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'll uh, I'll try to send you the link to some of these interviews. They're they're pretty cool to to watch and, and to listen to. Oh, I'm sure that they are. I'm sure you find like all sorts of goodies in there that you didn't know before about stuff that happened behind the scenes and whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, uh, definitely look out for that, folks, and uh, look out for the next episode that we've got coming up here which is Switching Places. We'll discuss it right when we come back here on the Power Rangers Go podcast, right after a word from TMB Studios. Come on back with us. Hey, what's up? This is Caleb Stovall here with the Stovall Wrestling Network SWM podcast talking all about what? That's right. The world of pro wrestling. Join me and my good friend Chris Dickens as we discuss current wrestling news, past wrestling, skits, interviews, and more. Chris, why don't you tell them all about the website? Hey, you can find the Stowball Wrestling Network on tmbstudios.ga. We're also available on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. It's SWN Stowball Wrestling Network. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here on this very fun edition of the Power Rangers Go podcast. Ace, I think this is probably the most fun we've had with this podcast so far. Would you not agree? I I would agree, and you know what? I hope that it only gets more fun from here. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure it will, especially with the next episode that we're going to talk about in the series. Uh, it is called episode 16, and it is called Switching Places. And the episode starts off with Squat, and he sees that Billy has done a uh, device, which, here's my thing, all right? I want to know, <laughs> when Billy was doing this device, how long it took for Rita to look at this device? <laughs> Man, you know what? Once again, you come through with the good questions that I don't have the answer to. (laughs) (laughs) I just kept thinking that when I was watching this episode. 
But then, of course, we have Squat. He's like, ooh, let me just move this right here. And <laughs> Rita's going to be so proud of me. Like, you, you know something, Caleb? Whenever I do get uh, my show, uh, the motherfucking Power Rangers off the ground, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to cast you to voice 90% of my characters. All right. <laughs> I'm going to be the Eddie Murphy of the freaking yes. I'm just going to do every voice. Yes. <laughs> but, she, but he breaks into Billy's um, lab or what? Well, actually, not, technically his lab slash garage. Right. And he calls over Kimberly and says, I've been working on this device that allows me basically to read her thoughts. So she can read his thoughts, he can read her thoughts, or something mm-hmm. like that. And again, you mentioned it with the inventions. Like, how's this guy not looked at or spied on by, like, the FBI or the CIA? Yeah. <laughs> He's got to be. I mean, these inventions are just absolutely insane. <laughs> no, it's just... It's just so weird. But he he tells Kimberly that he's got this device. And so he's like, let's test it out. And then wouldn't you know who just happens to be there spying on them? Vulcan <laughs> Skull. How long have they been there? <laughs> Excellent question. You know, you know, it's like this. I think of it like this. You know how they say that in... The, the problem with a lot of crime-ridden areas is the fact that there's no activities, like they're, they're super, they're impoverished communities, so they don't have the resources for like a rec center or after-school programs or things to keep the students occupied. I, right. think, I think that Angel Grove has the exact same problem, and that's where we get bulk and skull from. They don't have, they don't have shit else to do in this town. So all they do, all they do is sit at airports and watch airplanes and, and bother the Power Rangers. Apparently, because that, because that's exactly what happens. And what's funny too is while they're spying on them from out of nowhere, a like little Rockweiler or a German Shepherd sees them, and I'm sitting there going, "Is that Billy's dog? Like, yeah, like, like whose dog is that?" <laughs> Yes. And it scares them off or whatnot. And so, <laughs> and I just kept thinking that. I was just like, Who, whose dog is that? Like, where did that right. dog come from? But anyways, so then they, he hits the device or he, he activates the device. And we see that it has malfunction. And instead of reading each other's thoughts, they have now switched uh, minds. So now Kimberly is in Billy's body and Billy is in Kimberly's body. Oh boy, it's a Freaky Friday. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's Freaky Friday. I wonder if it was Friday when they shot this. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday at school, folks. That's it. So, so now... So now they're just like, uh-oh, this is not good. <laughs> and I love their reaction, right? They 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 look at the camera and they're just like, "Ah!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
I, and, I got a kick in this episode out of seeing these two actors act like each other's characters. That was great. Oh my god, it was one of the funniest things. I, I will say that that was it was just so funny listening to Amy Joe Johnson, Kimberly, right, talk like David Yost, Billy, and then Billy like Billy talking like Kimberly. Oh my god, it was just so funny. Like because. She was trying to explain what happened, and it took her like two times to explain it. And he just goes, "Would you like speak English for me?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, oh, and so uh, we go up to the Moon Palace of Rita, right? And she's got something cooking, of course, again, and she. <laughs> And she calls forth a magical genie, um, which I forget the name of it. I think it's just called the genie. I don't think that they came up with any clever monster name like the no. Snizzard or anything. They're just like the genie. You know what? <laughs> the, the genie may be simple and generic, but it's still better than Snizzard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, or a Tickle Sneezer, better than that, too. <laughs> this is very true. This is very true. Any, or the pudgy pig. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> they're just like they're just like, nope, keep it simple. The genie. That's it. That's it. That's all, all we right. need it to be. So they so they're trying to go about their normal daily routine. And then here's what's funny. Bulk and skull enter the garage right afterwards. And they and then they flip on the device themselves, which here's my question, Bulk and Skull. What were you attempting to do with that? That is the one million dollar question here. <laughs> I, because I, I have no idea. I have no idea either. Like, I just kept wondering i was just like why would you just go into someone's random garage and just you know try to make their machine work on you like that would be the last thing i would think of right because like, <laughs> you don't even know what that machine is i know you don't even know what it does and you don't even know what just happened to them like, right <laughs> <laughs> like it clearly malfunctioned on them but they ended up doing that, and so guess guess what? They switched their uh, well, th they switched their bodies. So now Bulk is in Skull's body, and Skull is in Bulk's body, which was funny because listening to Skull talk like Bulk was hilarious as well. <laughs> it was like like that. I'm not gonna. Lie. I think that their transformation may have been the highlight of the episode for me. Because, like, just seeing those two be one another was, was golden. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was indeed. And then we see that Billy and Kimberly, which, of course, Kimberly is Billy and Billy is Kimberly. That's mm -hmm. going to get confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Try saying all that five times fast. Right. <laughs> but so we see that they're trying to go about their daily routines. And Kimberly, who is Billy is trying to apply makeup, and she ends up looking like a clown. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, man. Like, how, how did that happen? I know. It's like, like, here's I, I, my question. 
Why mm-hmm. couldn't Kimberly, as Billy, show him, hey, this is how you apply the makeup? <laughs> right, yep. It, exactly. And, you know, it's like, I, I've i never worn makeup myself, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can do a better job than Billy. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that, too. Like, I'm, like, I've never worn makeup. I mean, the only time I've worn makeup was when I was in drama and had to do it for plays. But I had someone applying most of it for me. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could apply it better than that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Billy didn't even try in this point. <laughs> just, no. Uh, he, he just was completely clueless. I, I, I guess Billy thought that maybe if I try to look like a clown, it'll, it'll work out. Because it was just <laughs> all over his face. It is. Which is technically all over her face. But. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is going to get confusing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> and anyways, so they're trying to go about their daily routines. And, of course, Billy has a kid that he tutors, which is now Kimberly in his body. And she doesn't know jack shit about science or math like that. So she, she can't help him. And no. then we see that she has a cooking class and I guess she's trying to, or he's trying to make a cheese souffle as her or something like that. I don't know mm-hmm. what he was trying to make, but the damn thing blows up into a big, huge ball and just splatters all over the place. Yes. <laughs> that what? was the biggest cheese ball I've ever seen in my life. I- I've said it once and I'll say it again. This show blew its entire budget on food and on destroying <laughs> it. <laughs> yes. I yes. mean, think about it. every episode. Bulk and Skull find a way to 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 get just demolished by a cake or by some type of food. Uh, there was the food fight episode. I mean, there's there's this whole thing with the souffle or whatever, and it's like, man, if you guys dedicated half of your food budget to other things. Who knows how the show would have turned out? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's just, oh my God, it's just too funny. And then we go back up to the palace and they are like, here, let's put the genie in the lamp because that's where genies go. Right, and right. so they, uh, and so they're going to go down to earth or whatnot. Then we go back into the school where Billy and Kimberly are arguing at this point. And <laughs> they're like, well, I expected you to handle this, and I expected you to handle that. And uh, then the gang sees him, and they're just like, so if you're Kimberly, like Jason looks at him and goes, so if you're Kimberly, then this is, and she just goes, obviously someone who doesn't know how to apply makeup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, what guy do you know that knows how to apply makeup? Yeah, like it's it's not common sense. I mean, everybody has to learn, <laughs> right? Like, but, even but girls to, had to learn that. To 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 her uh, to her credit, though, I mean, I will say this: it's like no one except Billy can fuck it up that bad. <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is true. Oh, my God. And especially since, you know, she he made a complete fool of her in the cooking mm-hmm. class and whatnot. And then she made a complete fool of him in, in front of his tutor or, or um, his student, rather, I should say. 
And yeah, so now they're trying to figure out what to do. And then, of course, Zordon calls them. I need y'all at the command center immediately, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, we go on with the episode. And actually, before that, we see that Bulk and Skull are eating at the thing. And we see, like, that huge sandwich that Skull is eating. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sitting there just like, oh, my God, how the fuck can you eat that? Yeah, that's like a a sandwich for an entire party. Like, that's not for one person or two people. That's usually how a lot of his sandwiches came out, was it not? (laughs) You you are correct. You are correct. So so there is like, eh, throw logic out the window or whatnot (laughs) on that. And then so... Rita sends, you know, Fabu, Squat, and Goldar down uh, to Earth and stuff like that. And I think that they're going, I, I don't remember, like, what they were trying to do, but they end up dropping the lamp. And so Zordon sends the other Rangers to go and grab it, right? Because mm-hmm. he, he, he realizes that this is a threat. And they bring it back to the command center. Now, here's my question. Why couldn't Fabu and Squat just pick the damn thing back up and take it right back? Because <laughs> this is Fabu and Squat we're talking about here. These are the same two that just decided to drink chemicals to see what would happen. You know, <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> this is very true. Like you are overestimating them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's very true. I don't know. I just, I, I thought, hey, you know, but hey, well, I guess not. So, <laughs> so then, uh, so they grab the lamp and they bring it back to the command center. And then uh, we see Goldar has been sent down and the Rangers now have to fight him off and stuff like that. And, and by the way, at this point, Billy and Kimberly are still in each other's bodies and that makes for some of the funniest lines, even with them uh, as Power Rangers, because like they're doing their little pose, mm-hmm. and there's and it's still like Billy and Kimberly, like like Billy just goes, "Yeah, we're gonna totally beat you," and right. as the big Ranger, she's like, "Affirmative, we're gonna take you down." <laughs> right, and I love how they continue to play into that throughout the episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much so. And then here was the thing. All right. The genie got released. Well, I I guess he got released somehow. And I'm sitting there just like, wait a minute. How did he get out of the command center? Buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. there's just so much about this episode that is illogical as fuck. It, it really is, and it's like, wait, because like there were there were moments in this episode where I just had to rewind because I was like, did I miss something? Maybe I just missed something. Like, nope, I don't think I missed anything. I just nope. think that the show didn't tell us. Nope, nope, they just didn't bother to tell us whatsoever. It's just all of a sudden everything happened. <laughs> oh man. So. The genie fights them and everything, and he kind of is beating them at this point. So they're like, we need to go back to the command center to regroup and stuff like that. And then I guess they come up with a plan to try to defeat the genie. And at this point, it kind of switches 
from both Super Sentai and American. Because at mm-hmm. one point we see the American version of the Power Rangers, and then we see like a Super Sentai Rita. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Talking to him. And and that that was that was pretty interesting how they kept doing the intercuts like that. Right. And so she basically is uh is telling them you won't get away this time. And she kind of zaps them. And I'm sitting there just like, why couldn't you do that the whole entire time? <laughs> just sit, just stand there with your wand and zap them. I'm sure you will zap them of all their powers right there. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, it would have been too easy. Just would have been way too easy. Of course it would have. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. But anyways, and then she blows up the genie into a giant monster and so here we go Megazord time yeah surprise surprise and then so surprise as well Megazord time (laughs) (laughs) and so we get the Megazord and it's funny because we get their little sack here ready to kick it and then instead of Billy it's like this is Billy I mean this is Kimberly I mean Billy I mean whatever (laughs) That that I think was the best line in the whole episode. I know, right? And then Trini, and then Kimberly was just like, "Billy here, all systems go." You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then so they fight the genie and whatnot, and uh, they basically defeat the genie. And uh, so, yeah, actually, the genie almost captures them, right? He, he almost does. like gets them and they he actually gets them on the ground and whatnot. And so um then I believe I believe it's just like, oh wait a minute, you have to trap the genie in his thing in order to defeat him. So you can't just fight him. You have to you have to trap him. So then what they do is they rub the lamp and they trap the genie and they defeat him, which I was just like, that's it? That's all you had to do? <laughs> oh, I mean, like, yeah. Like, go it, ahead with what you were going to say. I was going to say, like, it It didn't take a whole lot. And, and there's a couple of things. Like, at this point in the game, you would think that Rita would have some type of contingency plan. Because if I were Rita, I would be like, okay, every time I make my monster grow... They summon that goddamn Megazord and they <laughs> kick his ass. I, I need to Megazord proof my monsters from here on out because it's just, it's not working. Yeah, it really isn't. And it, again, it almost did work here because, yeah. because like the genie actually like knocked them down and whatnot. So, <laughs> like, so yeah, like he true. had them on the ground, but then all of a sudden they just rubbed the lamp and he was done. Like, right. he didn't blow up or nothing. They just trapped him again. So I'm just sitting there just like... And Rita acts all defeated, and I sat there going, well, just rub the lamp again. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that's all you got to do. <laughs> that's all you got to do. But apparently not. That was enough to defeat him. So they defeat him, and we go back to Billy's garage where his lab is and stuff like that. And so now they've got to try to switch places again and it ends up working. They finally switch, which by the way, 
was it just me, Ace, or was Kimberly a complete bitch as Billy? <laughs> like, <laughs> she was. She was not having it at all. No, she was not. Like, like David Yost played her to a bitch, basically. He like, did. He like, really did. Like, he was just like, I'm going to get y'all back for making fun of me and shit like that. Right. And, and man, did he. He really did. Like, I just kept thinking that. Like, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, Kimberly right. is... <laughs> Is just not having it in this episode. But no. they switch back and they finally get it. And then Bulk and Skull enter into the garage and they're just like, All right, man, would you would you please switch us back now? And he just goes, he just goes, wait a minute. You guys broke in and tried to use my machine? And they're just like, Yeah. Yeah. He's, like at that point, he's probably thinking, I should call the cops on you guys. Like, right. Like he uh, yeah, broke I can into see it. my house. But I can see it now. The cops show up and they'd be like, wait a minute, this device does what now? <laughs> <laughs> we we need to arrest you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so he's just like he's just like, why should I basically? Like 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 he actually ponders not doing it. Like he's just yeah. like, I don't even know if I should, to be quite honest. You guys need to learn a lesson. And I think by that point, you know, even Trini like convinces him, like Billy, like you know, just switch them back. They've learned their lesson, kind of thing. So, <laughs> so they, uh, so he switches them back and whatnot. And then, uh, and then, so they actually like thank him too. They're just like, all right, guys. Like he even like makes fun of them and stuff like that for it. Mm-hmm. So. This was just so that comes to a close. This episode does. This episode was weird, eh? <laughs> this this was a weird episode amongst a show that has a lot of weirdness to it. That's yes. saying something. Yes, it really was. Like <laughs> I just I just was like, oh my god, like like just and again, this was a filler episode. You it, could it tell was. this was yeah. just to have a little lighthearted fun. At mm-hmm. the same time and everything like that. And again, I applaud both Amy Joe Johnson and David Yost at this. They did a phenomenal job of acting like each other. And they just you could tell that they were having fun with it. Right. And and you're right. They they did do a really great job being each other in this episode. And it was so entertaining seeing them portray that kind of role. And it was also entertaining seeing Bulk and Skull portray each other as well. Yes. <laughs> It was great, especially with Bulk doing the whole, like, trying to chew gum yeah, and stuff like that. Right, <laughs> trying to chew gum with that slack jaw look, yes. <laughs> it just was oh. so funny. But, again, the genie, I was just like, the genie was one of the worst bosses that they've had so far because I'm just like, he was one of the easiest, apparently. <laughs> like, he was, man, he was. Uh <laughs> he I mean, just between... was not effective whatsoever. <laughs> he really was like he was just way too confined to that goddamn lamp. Yes, he was. <laughs> oh, but that was switching places, and we have come to an end of these four episodes for this uh episode of Power Rangers Go podcast, folks. Uh Ace, final thoughts on all four of these episodes. 
a lot of these did feel like filler. Some of them did feel a little bit like character progression episodes, which is always welcome. Right. I I thought that some of the plot points were really cool to to see. Once again, going back to Kimberly stalking that airplane and trying to figure out a way to land it. Right. Uh, it was. It was also interesting to note that a like three out of these four episodes were more leaning towards Billy than the other characters. So that was kind of interesting to, to see and to think about. Yeah, him and Kimberly. Like, mm-hmm. like the other three, they were just like, yeah, we ain't got nothing for y'all. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they right. just had these them were, all figured out. <laughs> yeah, these were definitely, like you said, Billy and Kimberly-centered episodes for the most part. Yeah, uh, they really were. yeah. And uh, I guess I, it, I, I'm not really sure like how that happened, but I guess that's just the way that it ended up happening when they wrote it. I guess. Yeah, and you know, once again, it's like these were these episodes were filmed in a different order than what they were shown, and so they they chose this specific order to air these episodes in, and you got to imagine that's probably done by design to a point. Right. Right, I, I would assume so, uh, and everything like that. But those were the four episodes. Of course, you could go and check out these episodes and all Power Rangers episodes, especially if you have Netflix. That's where you can find every single Power Rangers uh, is on Netflix. You can find it. That's where I've been watching them. I don't know about you, Ace, but that's where I've been watching them. Same here. All right, and so Netflix is the best place to go. Uh, is stuff like that, and that's going to be the end of this episode of Power Rangers Go, but Ace, we have finally come to it. Starting next week, we are coming to the most badass point in the Power Rangers saga. Would you not agree? These next five episodes completely change the landscape of Power Rangers. Yes. As we're going to talk about when we get there, Power Rangers at this point was actually already a big hit, but this just took it from like the moon to a whole nother universe. Yeah, it, it really does. And I, I cannot wait to get into these next five episodes. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Oh, I can't wait. And I don't think everyone else can wait as well, because this is where, like we said, it's going to become a whole different thing for the Power Rangers. This is where we are going to introduce the greatest Power Ranger in history. No one can argue that. We're going to introduce Tommy into the fold. That's right. It is the five-part series of Green with Evil. And and like we said, it's going to be a special five-part episode. So we've been doing four episodes each podcast, but this one is a special five-part series. And it's one of the best things to ever happen to Power Rangers. And we're going to talk about it. And being the fact that it is a special five-part episode, or a five-part series, I should say, that deserves a special guest on this show. And we're going to have him. Mr. James Caleb Kitchens is going to join us uh, for that series. He's been looking forward to that. He wants to talk about when Tommy comes into the fold as well. So we're going to have him right here on the Power Rangers Go podcast, as well as myself and the ace of the Morphin Grid, Mr. Quentin Finklin here. 
But Ace, I believe that is all we have uh, for this episode, man. I'm looking forward to next week, though, aren't you? Absolutely. I cannot wait to get there. And if you guys thought this episode was entertaining, then I can't wait for you guys to hear next week's. Oh, yeah. We're going to break it all down for you right here as we do each and every episode on the Power Rangers Go podcast. And that is it for this week's episode. He is the ace of the Morphin Grid, Mr. Quentin Ficklin. You can also check him out as Superhero Homie Q on the Superhero Homies podcast. Ace, what y'all got coming up on the Superhero Homies? Uh, Our next episode is going to be a really fun one. We're doing uh, a new entry in the podcast, which is called So What Happened. It's when we take a uh, a movie or a TV show that didn't do well and break down why it failed. We'll be talking about the 2015 Fantastic Four reboot. So definitely check that out. Yes. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I don't even know if I could sit through that one. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing that so you guys don't have to. <laughs> well, that's going to be awesome. Make sure you check out Superhero Homies uh, uh, podcast as well. And as well, check out my other podcast as well, the Stovall Wrestling Network, the SWN podcast right here on TMV Studios where I break down everything professional wrestling and check out all of the other podcasts here on TMB Studios, such as The Bike, The Chris Dickens Experience, Why We Love Wrestling, and The Shootout with Bill Blanchard, Survivor of Pain. But as far as, oh, and also check out an evolved review with special guest hosts that's going to be here next week, Mr. James, Caleb Kitchens, and myself, where we talk about Dark Side of the Ring, and we're going to also be starting to talk about The Undertaker, The Last Ride series on the WWE Network. So check that out as well. But as far as the Power Rangers Go podcast, we are out of time here on this week's edition. He is the ace of the Morphin Grib, Mr. Quentin Ficklin. I am Caleb Stovall, and we will see you next time. Have a more phenomenal time, everybody.